Hey, everyone. Welcome to the PFF Betting Podcast. I am your host, Kendall Valenzuela, joined by senior data scientist Ben Brown. We have an awesome jam-packed show for you today. We are breaking down all this NFL news, looking at the futures market, talking about all the quarterback changes, and of course, going over some draft props. So let's get into it. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code PFF at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm I'm depressed. I actually can't I can't even lie. I just have to open up with I that yesterday was the worst day of my life, right. essentially. And um I'm not doing I'm I'm unwell. I'm unwell. Yeah. I mean, we we tried to prep people for this potential outcome, but yeah, even you know, it, it hit you like a ton of bricks. I felt for you all day. I mean, it's it, it would almost be like you know, Griffey or Ken Griffey Jr. or somebody <sighs> leaving Seattle. I feel like I mean, because Russell Wilson has been it, right? Like he has yeah. been. Uh, he's pulled up multiple seasons as like a top five PFF mm-hmm. passing quarterback uh, in the NFL for a given season. Uh, so he, you know, definitely exceeded expectations. I can see why Seattle fans are obviously distraught. And to mm-hmm. me, it, it's, it signals like uh, a pretty depressing outlook for the franchise in choosing, you know, Pete Carroll uh, over Russell Wilson, which is just not the correct decision. So <sighs> Yeah. It's, it's it um yeah, it was a it was a horrible day. Like for those who don't know, I'm a die I'm a diehard Seahawks fan, grew up in Seattle my whole life. And it's just yeah, it's it's a weird situation, right? Because this is my first time that I've had to go through this. I've never really right. had that, you know, core quarterback, core player from any team leave. And I think the weirdest part when I was talking, I had a ton of people in my DMs just, mm-hmm. you know, sending me crap. I'm like, I get it. He's going to the Broncos, the team I used Don't to cover. It right it's, a, it's a weird situation, but it's it, it, it was weird because the Seahawks for Seattle, I think the worst part for fans is that the Seahawks for Seattle was their saving grace because, right. you know, we don't have an NBA team. We just got a hockey team that are pretty bad. We love the Kraken, but really they're pretty bad. bad right now. And you have the Seattle Mariners who have the longest playoff drought of any professional American professional sport. So the Seahawks for us, for at least for me, was like the only real reason to watch sports and get into it. Right. So it was it was a weird situation. Russell Wilson got traded kind of laughed it off. If you went through my Twitter, I'm so sorry. That's how I coped with things yesterday was just being funny. But then, you know, Bobby Wagner, which we knew was going to happen, that happened. And then it was just, it it made it real. And I was, I'm sad. It was the worst. It was the worst. It it, it was coming eventually, but it was the worst. It was the worst day. 
Yeah, I mean, oh. it, it the way that it happened uh, and the decisions that like led into it, I think it has to be so frustrating, right? Because I do think Seattle has, you know, one of, if not the best fan bases in the NFL. I'm sure you would mm-hmm. agree with that, right? So to have, you know, the 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 franchise destruction play out like it did here and you know them probably in a lot of ways make the wrong decision uh it's just really unfortunate so my heart as a minnesota fan that has never experienced any sort of winning whatsoever (laughs) my heart goes out to you it goes out to the seattle fan base as well i'm with you now now i'll be a part of that like poverty franchise miserable i'm just gonna be miserable it's like and we'll get into it but it's like what do they do you know the quarterback the the draftees potential draftees not great you know, the quarter, I think um, Doug Kide said it best when he was like, it is not a great time to need a quarterback in the right. NFL right now. And we're feeling right. that with all the news, um, but we can get into those, I guess. I mean, I can play out the pain again, but we, it was crazy though. We had a ton of news. We almost were coming into this podcast, like, okay, what are we going to touch on draft props, all that stuff. And then all this news came out. Aaron right. Rodgers said he's returning to green Bay, which you and I kind of talked about last podcast, right? We said, we probably, he's probably not going anywhere. Kudos to you. You were trying to convince me that Russell was leaving the Seahawks. I didn't want to believe it. He's, he's now going to the Broncos. And now today, Carson Wentz, uh, Carson Wentz is becoming a Washington commander. I, at least I'm not as down bad as As what's going going on over there by the Washington commanders um, involving like multiple day two selections, I believe. So when you see all that news and what happened in the past couple of days, I guess, what are your general feelings about the landscape of the NFL right now and where we see these quarterback moves going? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I do think it was a, obviously a really big win for Denver, not only to get mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, but, in, but in what they gave up to, right. I mean, uh, they, yeah, you know, nothing. just a couple, you know, a couple draft picks, a couple guys that weren't necessarily going to be around for all that long or like really relevant, I would say on the Broncos roster. So uh, I think it's a pretty significant win keeping, you know, keeping in place like a really strong wide receiver unit. That's really young. That can definitely has definitely has a lot of potential uh, to fit in with Russell Wilson's skill set. So I think that's a big win. And I do think Mm -hmm. it, it, it signals, you know, this, this really deep, long-standing rebuild that needs to happen in Seattle. So some of the rumors surrounding like them potentially being a player for like Deshaun Watson or Kirk Cousins or something like that, it just doesn't add up or it doesn't make Mm -hmm. any sense really. Right. Like maybe, maybe if you think, you know, Pete Carroll is trying to extend out his window uh, and feels the need to actually have to win in 2022, but if he does that, why isn't he just smooth things over with Russell Wilson? So I don't think Seattle uh, is a pretty, is any sort of like buyer in the, in the quarterback market. Now I do think that they're probably going to be sellers, maybe even with like a Tyler Lockett or somebody else being shipped Mm -hmm. out of town, but uh, dark days in Seattle, dark days in a lot of other cities uh, as well. So I do think, you know, we talked about the quarterback carousel. I think we've basically been, like you said, right so far uh, Mm -hmm. and and, and Aaron Rodgers staying in green Bay and Russell Wilson kind of being the guy that was going to move. And I do think we're going to see, you know, still some other uh, moves happen here. What is turning out to be a pretty robust uh, quarterback market for teams that are, you know, teams that are looking to offload some of these guys. Cause I do think, you know, that's what Carson Wentz is, uh, trade today kind of signaled, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, the Colts got back a, a pretty decent uh, package, much better than what I would have expected uh, to get for Carson Wentz here. So I do think that that means like, you know, some of these mid-tier other guys, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. uh, Deshaun Watson, like they could command uh, a pretty enticing option or pretty enticing, you know, return if they are ended up trading is my opinion. Exactly. So. Exactly. Seattle. Yeah. Seattle 
you know, when I listen to all the podcasts and digested everything, they're they're in a weird spot because then you right. have Pete Carroll too, who's 70 years old. And some right. people are saying, oh, you know, is he he's not going to stick around for a rebuild, is what they're saying. And then, you know, you go to the draft, and the draft is just so not quarterback top heavy, right? We all know that. And so they've been linked to Malik uh, Malik, and it's just kind of like it's these guys that really aren't going to bridge anything for you. They got Drew right. Locke and I was just like, please tell me you're joking, but they got Drew Locke in that trade. And I just, but I don't know, like fans are going to be so mad if it happens that it's Drew Locke commanding the offense in, and it's going to be me. I will be right. leading that charge, but, but realistically, what are, you know, what are the other options? Okay. They go out, there's, you know, okay. Marcus Mariota, some of those right. guys, you're right. Deshaun Watson has some, serious things coming up on Friday where we're going to get a lot of clarity into what's going on there. So another one too, is that I don't see Jordan love going anywhere either. People were kind of talking a little bit about Jordan love potentially, you know, with Aaron Rodgers going back and it just, it doesn't make any sense. He's, right. he's a $3.3 million backup for Aaron Rodgers. He has not a long resume, right? He doesn't have right. anything really to show there and he has no leverage to work his way out of there. Right, right. So essentially it's just, it's, it's a weird spot, especially for teams still needing quarterbacks, the Steelers, the Seahawks, the Falcons, the Titans, um, the saints and the Colts now. Right. So it's just a weird situation to be in because I think the Carson Wentz trade showed how bad the quarterback draft class is. Like right. that they're not willing to do like teams are not willing to do that this year. Yeah. I mean, I think like you said, you know, starting off, like, you know, there's like 10 to 15 teams that are linked to Malik Willis right now. Right. Cause he yeah. does seem like he is, you know, the one real, real option that can potentially step in right away and kind of, you know, provide uh, not only a decent floor for some of these teams, but also a pretty high ceiling mm -hmm. uh, as well, kind of showcasing some of his ability at the combine. So uh, he is, I definitely think an intriguing option, but outside of that, like, uh, unless you fall in love with one of these quarterback prospects for whatever reason. And, you know, there's, there's, there's the pictures of, you know, Pete Carroll talking with Matt Corral. Maybe that's the, maybe that's Ugh. the direction they go. That's the spot they could definitely probably draft him uh, in and, you know, but uh, they would need to know and be a lot more confident uh, in one of these, one of these prospects than basically everybody mm -hmm. else's. And when you kind of look at, you know, the, you know, previous history at the NFL draft level, uh, when there is like one team that focuses in and kind of overdraft certain players, uh, that's never really, that's never really worked out that well for that particular mm -hmm. team. So I think buying into the consensus that, uh, this, this quarterback class is just not great. Uh, and there's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks. I do think that it's going to make for, you know, the Jimmy Garoppolo and Kirk cousins of the world, uh, are probably going to be, uh, some of the best options here coming forward for the quarterback market, I would say. So. Eric was sending me mean, I, I'm going to call him hate slacks, hate but slacks. they weren't because he was right. just, it, it was hate slacks though. in messages, he's like, Kirk like was on his slacks. way. And I'm like, yeah. I swear to God, if you dump, if you dump Kirk cousins onto me, I'll actually, I don't, I don't know what I'd be able to do, right. but you're right. I mean, the Seahawks got a good, like a good haul of draft picks for what they gave up. They got drew lock, no fan. And then, um, that defensive lineman, Shelby Harris. Yep. And so, but it, it won't mean anything if they, if we've seen it before, if they don't hit on those picks, right. What are they going to do? I and mean, they don't have a good draft, you know, beforehand or anything like that. But did you, we saw a lot of the odds move, right? Super Bowl odds, NFC West odds, uh, AFC West odds also too. 
Are you looking at any of these things and saying this has value now? Are you looking at the Arizona Cardinals potentially? They're at, they were today at plus 330 um, to win the NFC West. Say Broncos are now second behind the Kansas City Chiefs, of course, at plus 200. Are you looking at I, I don't think it's Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl for the Broncos, especially going right. into that division. The AFC is just a madhouse of talent right now. So are you looking at any of those and saying like this may have a little bit of value? Yeah, I definitely think the NFC is, you know, the spot that I really want to, you know, focus on from a betting perspective, because I do think the AFC is probably going to, you know, cannibalize themselves with so Mm -hmm. many good quarterbacks, so many good teams. So I do think Arizona um, makes a lot of sense. Obviously, Kyler Murray is going to be back in the fold, motivated Kyler Murray, motivated Cliff Kingsbury, uh, maybe have a little bit of a sour taste in their mouth with how their season finished here in 2021. So I still think they have the tools to compete with a team like, uh, you know, the Los Angeles Rams and uh, outside of them, I, I, I don't personally buy into the San Francisco 49ers, so I do think the Arizona Cardinals make a lot of sense at plus 330, plus 350. Uh, and then the and then another division that was kind of impacted by uh, the quarterback carousel, the NFC East with Washington mm, yeah. uh, landing Carson Wentz. We did, you know, the 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 the, the big betting talk uh, is that their odds actually decreased or got worse, basically, uh, after landing Carson Wentz. Obviously, there is some factor where uh, the betting market is kind of folding in at least some sort of expectation expectation of some of these really quarterback needy teams actually landing a guy like Russell Wilson or Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson. So when that doesn't actually happen, uh, there's going to be a little bit of an impact on their odds market, but I still think, you know, the NFC East uh, is going to be a two, two team race. Right. And I do think if mm-hmm. you don't necessarily buy into Dallas, that Philadelphia, uh, the team that I've probably been talking about more than any other team yeah. this off season still makes a lot of sense at their price to win that division. I do think if you expect Jalen hurts, uh, to maybe take just a little bit of a step forward. The fact that they have three first round picks, they're a team that uh, can improve dramatically from, you know, where they were uh, losing to Tampa Bay uh, in the wildcard round to actually being a legitimate contender in the NFC. So I like them quite a bit, uh, but nothing's really popping up for me in the AFC, I would say right now. Okay. I'm, I'll jump on the Jalen Hurts train with you though. Right. I, I do. I do like that though, because you look at, you look at the NFC, right? What uh, comparing the NFC quarterbacks, when I looked at this on, on the charts and stuff to the AFC, right. I mean, what are, what bad. are we talking about? Ben? I, that's it's, it's really, it is really bad. And then you consider that Jimmy Garoppolo, okay. Potentially isn't there. So you're really relying on like the, for the young guys, the Jalen hurts is the Justin Fields, the Trey Lance's potentially to right. step up in that division. So when you look at Kyler and obviously, you know, Aaron Rodgers and those other guys, it's, it's such a, it's, it's weakened by so much. And the talent between the AFC and the NFC is honestly like kind of shocking a little bit. Right. It is. I mean, it's basically like, you know, Aaron Rodgers is, you know, an elite quarterback that hasn't won really whatsoever in the playoffs. And then Matthew Stafford is kind, is really kind of it from that. Like, you know, yeah. one a upper echelon quarterback play in the NFC. And then there's a lot of guys that uh, can be okay, uh, but definitely have some question marks. And then there's, you know, quarterbacks that are looking like they might be starting for teams and they're like barely above replacement level play, I would mm-hmm. say. So it's, uh, it's, 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 it's going to be interesting. I do still think, you know, the, where does Jimmy Garoppolo go? Does Kirk Cousins get traded? If they do, mm-hmm. I, you got to expect, you know, those guys to probably stay in the NFC. Um, yeah. And maybe they can actually be at least at least playoff contenders uh, in the right situation. But yeah, they're 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 in no way closer, I would say, to competing for a championship than where they are in their current structure. So uh, I think, you know, outside of that, it's 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 really, it, you know, it's, it is literally just the Rams 
and the Packers, and then uh, what you think of Dallas and what you think of Philadelphia. So those are definitely yeah. my four teams in the NFC right now. And uh, it's, it's, it's going to be an ugly one. I think in 2022. Yeah, it's going yeah, to be brutal. Did you see Aaron Rodgers just be a drama queen yesterday? About and his contract. Tweet- <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, <laughs> have to tweet out, I know, you it's- know what? I did not get the record setting contract, but I, I just, I didn't get the spotlight for long enough because Russell came in and swooped over right. everything. I thought that was so funny. It's I'm like, so what are you sad. doing? It's so what are you sad. doing? Right. It was so like, but it was so one, once I saw that and it was sent into our like group chats and I was like, yeah, no, that makes sense that he right. just did not. He's just been like that though. Right. It's just, oh God. It's, a, just, it's nauseating, honestly. Like I'm so it really sick is. of it. Like I could just, I would Are you fading Green Bay? I, I mean, don't think I, I've can, asked I you can't. Yeah. It's like, I can't though. Right. Because yeah, like, no, I know what we just said, like, I, you know, the, the Rams won the Super Bowl or whatever. They still were a yeah. team that PFL wasn't really all that high on. Of course, talk, you know, Eric Eager, the Rams explaining thing. We didn't really expect that whole, you know, the, the, the whole equation to come together as well as it did. So uh, buying into them again uh, is really difficult. But if you're not buying into the Los Angeles Rams, like, who are you buying into really, right? So that's why I keep gravitating towards Philadelphia. Uh, but outside of that, I do think, you know, Green Bay uh, makes a ton of sense, at least from on mm-hmm. paper perspective to uh, to make the Super Bowl out of the NFC, I would the say. Rams, so. The Rams are in a weird situation, though, themselves right. a little bit, right? Because you've got Andrew Whitworth considering retirement. Same same with Aaron Donald, right? Von yeah, Miller is back. just Von yeah. Miller is just shooting his shot with the Broncos. Again. Right. He's he wants like, back. bring me. He wants right. it back. He wants to run him back. He thinks they're getting a ring. So I don't know. And and I guess those are the weird OBJ, I guess, technically a free agent and seeing what they're going to do there. But do you I guess I'm throwing a curveball at you. But what do you expect with that team? And can they run it back? Or are you expecting a little bit like we talked about last week of that Super Bowl lull? Yeah, I think may not be going with them. Yeah, I think everything kind of went really well for them uh, in yeah. 2021. Obviously, Matthew Stafford kind of played close to his ceiling, but they also got a lot of those kind of performances from, you know, auxiliary pieces, right? Like, I do think Cooper mm. Cup is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, but is he the the best wide receiver in the NFL, especially uh, over the past 10 seasons like he showed last year? I'm not, I'm not, you know, necessarily inclined to say that completely as well. Uh, So they had a lot of, you know, high quality play at really crucial positions. If Mm -hmm. any of those take a step back, I think it's going to be really difficult for them to at least win the Super Bowl. Uh, But given the state of the NFC, it wouldn't be overly surprising from me, from my perspective to see them actually at least get back to the Super Bowl, I would say, but I still think Mm -hmm. it's, I think it's green Bay. Um, and then I would probably put Dallas and the Los Angeles Rams uh, on the same tier. And then I think like Philadelphia and a couple of these other teams, depending mm-hmm. on how the quarterback situation shapes out, are, are definitely below those three, I would say. Got so. it. Got it. Well, before we get into NFL draft props, Ben, just tell me, just let me know who you like, who is going to be the Seahawks starting quarterback. Just, just tell me. Right I now. mean, Geno Smith, maybe, I guess. Hopefully <laughs> it's not true. Lock. I don't know. I mean, I think they got to draft somebody. I like do, a do trade, they though do they I, have to draft someone they don't have to but um it doesn't the training for a quarterback right now especially like a mid like what i would classify as like a mid-tier option just makes yeah. no sense to me mm-hmm. uh so i do think if you want to do a complete rebuild no you don't have to uh draft a quarterback this year but at some point you're going to have to address that situation because drew lock is definitely not going to be the guy and i think they definitely know that already so if you're not drafting the guy in 2022 uh you're hoping for like the number one pick and uh getting the yeah. top guy in 2023 you're, and i think that those, that's like yeah, that's like the only two outcomes, basically, I would say. So who's in 2023? 
Bryce I Young. Mean, yeah, there's a few for sure. I mean, you I know, I can't think of any others. I'm that okay. I'm just sad. I'm just gonna this, like I'm pushing my sadness. I do think it's a better everyone. class. I do think it's a better class overall, uh, by quite a bit than what the 20 oh, yeah. class has for sure. Yeah, so there's, I agree. there's gonna be options. I mean, CJ Stroud as well, Bryce Young, those guys will be mm-hmm. up yeah, there. You're right. Um, there's gonna be quite a few, so it'll be okay. okay. There's hope. There's a little there's bit hope. of hope, Ben. There's, there's hope. a little bit of hope. Are you looking at any other team? This is the last curveball, I swear. Are you looking at any other team in the next couple weeks that you would expect to make a move pretty quickly because we've seen those quarterback dominoes start to fall are you really keeping an eye on any other team or that you think is going to make a move pretty quickly I think the Colts are going to do something because yeah unlike unlike Seattle their roster is set up to win now they have been Mm -hmm. for the last four years so they do make uh, a lot of sense that if they can upgrade the quarterback position from Carson Wentz you know, to somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo or Kirk Cousins, uh, then I do think they are, they are a legitimate playoff contender in the in a difficult AFC. Uh, obviously, they were right on the doorstep last year with Carson Wentz. Didn't feel like he was the guy. So uh, the next move I do think is going in their direction. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see who they actually uh, end up going with here because I don't think it's going to be Sam Ellinger as the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts in 2022. So you don't think so? Nah, nah <laughs> you don't nah. put a bet on that. <laughs> no, I, I wish like I could. So. I, know, I wish I could too. Well, it's it's the it really is a fun time of year though. Not a Pierce Seahawks fan, but any any other time it's really nice. So right. let's get into um, the draft props. Uh, all of those are released. I think I saw some on DraftKings, right? So you can go yeah. to a lot of you can go to a lot of places and get them, but. Obviously, with all the news going around and the combine finishing up, like odds have shifted dramatically and they're changing. You were telling me it's been hard to even sit down and write something because right right when you look back, things are changing. So let's go into the easiest one, not the easiest one, but the first one, which is the first overall pick and where you see value in that. There's been a lot of movement with that, too. I mean, even at the combine, people were tweeting and all that stuff. Right. I mean, it's, it was crazy because like, I think I've updated like even the first overall pick for my article, like three times basically today, oh, no. just kind of going back and checking it constantly. <laughs> so I don't know the, what the, the big news with the, you know, the number one overall pick selection was uh, Cam Robinson basically getting yep. franchise tagged, uh, you know, left tackle for Jacksonville Jaguars or, you know, our friend and colleague, Doug Kayed had a pretty good tweet. I would say about it basically said the Jaguars decision to franchise Cam Robinson has a massive impact on free agency in the draft. Uh, mm-hmm. There was buzz. Jacksonville was going to spend big in free agency on a tackle. Uh, if they do that, plus, you know, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for them to go, uh, you know, left tackle offensive line position at the first overall pick uh, in mm-hmm. the 2022 drafts. So we have seen Aiden Hutchinson's, uh, you know, number basically move on to a heavy, uh, heavy, uh, heavy odds on favorite to be that number one selection. Now, I think it's a little bit uh, overstated because I think, you know, based mm-hmm. on Doug's feeling, uh, Jacksonville is going to be players in the offensive tackle market or the offensive line market in free agency. But if that doesn't happen, I could still see them uh, potentially swinging the bat with the first overall pick and kind of taking Evan Neal. Uh, so I hmm. maybe he's the one spot that I would say maybe has a little bit of value right now. But uh, the ship definitely sailed on Aiden Hutchinson. So if there's anybody that I'd still be buying into, uh, as crazy as it sounds, I know I've been on him for weeks. I've got way worse numbers than what he's at now. But I do think Evan Neal is probably the only one that I'd be betting right now. 
now. I would say. Okay. So, You're kind of off on, I know Iki Kwonu had a really, yeah, really, he did. really great combine. He did. And he, he was, did. I mean, he, that's someone that jumped a lot on people's everything, people's boards, his, his odds, everything after, after what he did as his yeah. workout. Yeah. He jumped basically from like five, you know, hundred to one crazy. early on. And then, you know, the athletic mock draft article came out, bumped him up mm-hmm. to like five to one. I think he was basically like, you know, plus one ninety here before uh, the Cam Robinson franchise take situation, but he mm-hmm. makes some sense. I still think he is, uh, you know, profiles is a much better run blocker than pass blocker. Evan Neal's definitely the guy that, you know, leads this particular offensive line class and pass protection. So I think, you know, given the state of the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, I'd, I'd be inclined to lean more so in the direction of the really solid pass blocker than run blocker. That's why I think Evan Neal uh, makes a lot of sense. And he also has, uh, you know, freshman, sophomore year uh, in college, played left guard instead of left left tackle. So if you know if you actually buy in the Cam Robinson, being the starting left tackle in Jacksonville, I do think Evan Neal could definitely at least spend a year or two uh, playing left guard before actually kicking out to the tackle position. So All it's right. an option. It's an option at least, but yeah, it's... Uh, it's you love the options. You love the options. Because Aiden Hutchinson, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, is, you're just going to have no value probably from now. What can you... Can you see anything happening? Obviously, it's always changing. Could you see anything happening where he jumps and you should buy him at any point or should you be going with those guys, the guy that you, I mean, Evan Neal. Yeah, I think it's a wait and see approach right now. I would like to see what Jacksonville does in free agency or if they end up landing mm-hmm. another, you know, uh, quality offensive line starter. That's what I do think okay. like, that would that would signal pretty heavily that Aiden Hutchinson is the guy. They definitely think he is, you know, uh, you know by far the best player in this draft. And that's the reason why they want to take him at a position of need. But uh, outside of them, you know, that free agent decision, I'm, I'm taking a wait and see approach. Cause yeah, mm-hmm. he's at minus 190, I think on DraftKings, minus 280, I think uh, on FanDuel. So he is, you know, heavy wow. odds on favorite. I do think the, 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 the ship has sailed already on him. I would say if you were trying to get him, you know, from yesterday when he was at plus 600 on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. So. All right, Evan Neal, first overall pick. That's your. That's right it's now. A, it's a, on, I mean, that's who I. Yeah, that's who I mode. would. Yeah, that's who I would be on if I was if, if my hand was forced. But uh, <laughs> I have enough Evan Neal exposure to the point where I'm not. I'm not doubling back. All right. Now, so. All right. Um, the next one is first quarterback selected, and we've kind of mulled through this a little bit throughout this podcast. Not a great quarterback class. I mean, we've talked about Malik Willis, so I'm assuming that that is the guy who you're probably going to right now say is the best quarterback to be taken first right. with what we have. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, I, there's were some reports of, you know, like Deshaun Watson is a foregone conclusion to Pittsburgh of things go correctly okay. with his legal trouble here on Friday. I don't necessarily buy into that. I do think that Malik Willis to Pittsburgh still makes a mm. ton of sense. And I think they're going to have to trade up in order to do it. So, uh, you know, our, our friend and colleague, Brad Spielberger had uh, Malik Willis, you know, mocked at number two overall going to the Detroit lions here uh, in PFF's latest mock draft. I don't necessarily think that's where he's going to land, but uh, I do think he's going to land in the top 10 and there's just no other quarterback prospect. That's even should become remotely close no. to being selected in the top 10. So uh, minus 170. I think there's still decent enough value to the point where he is definitely, okay. you know, the top quarterback here. Not so I don't, mi- I don't mind that one. Can he pick it in his small nah, hands? The small hands <laughs> scared of small hands. Did that so. scare you off? I mean, that, that was it. No, it, it, it wasn't <laughs> that's, that's it. I just always think, so funny. Right. I mean, it's it definitely okay. 
it matters a little bit. It doesn't matter anywhere close does to it? as much as people think. No, it does. Right? Yeah, so, no. It, it, I think Richard Sherman and the Richard Sherman podcast was really good. He had, did an emergency pod yesterday once uh, Russell was traded, but he he said the same thing. He's like, it doesn't matter. It, essentially, it does not matter. Joe Burrow had really small hands, you know, right. a couple of years ago. And now, you know, look where he was today. So I always think it's funny, though. It always makes me laugh because we always get one story like that. Where, right, like, his hands right. are too small to be in the league. Half an inch too small. Can't play in the NFL level. <laughs> it makes so. me laugh. That's oh, it. my gosh. So. The quarterback class, the, the top quarterback in this year's class, do you think might not even crack the top five from last year's class? True or false? Mm, I mean, if you were asking me last year at this time, I would say definitely there's no chance. But like Mm -hmm. the the quarterback class last year, like their rookie year was bad, right? Like it was like it was it was kind of really bad to be honest with you. No, it was um, not fun. So I think you know, a guy like Malik Willis, given you know, we've given like his athletic profile now coming out of the combine, like he can definitely be uh, a viable starter, I would say. Uh, from day one in this league in the right, in the right offensive scheme. Right. I do think, you know, they're going to obviously have to tailor some things uh, for him to actually be able to get outside the pocket, uh, make some throws on the run, give, give a lot more of the, the RPO type of look, but uh, I think they can definitely be an efficient, you know, top 15, top 10 option uh, offensively with him at quarterback. So mm-hmm. uh, outside of him though, yeah, it's uh, there's just, this is not much there, I would say. So yeah, yeah I can't get too excited about but it. But what a great time for Malik Willis, though, and some right? of these quarterbacks, because there are so many quarterback needy teams this right. year in the NFL with the draft, and it's really a weak free agent right. class. So right. for them, it's you know, I, I agree with you. He's he's prob he should not make it past, you know, he should not go beyond top 10, essentially, is what you said. That's that's my there's that's no my chance. prediction right now. That's right. that's where it's at. I think it's probably going to be a team trading up. But yeah, there's also you know obviously like Carolina and uh, you know can still mm-hmm. be there potentially or Seattle now, right? So yeah, true. All right, first running back selected. So this one, this market was interesting when I was reading your article because it's a situation that really you said isn't fully adjusted to the combine performances that we saw, which were right. absolutely insane. Right. So there's there's value there right now because right. No, nothing has really adjusted so far. Right. Definitely. I mean, so basically, Brees Hall had really, really strong combine numbers mm-hmm. measured out really well, ran really well, uh, tested really well. Kenneth Walker actually did fairly well as well, but uh, given some of the other things, I think Timo Risky basically wrote a really good article on this. Like his his 40 yard dash time is probably a little bit overstated right now. I think he was at like 4.38. Okay. Given his other uh, testing capabilities, we would have probably had him closer at an expectation of running like a 4.46. So I think he's maybe not as explosive as his 40 time uh, currently indicates. I think his game speed definitely speaks to that. So I think Brees Hall is definitely uh, the clear favorite here probably should be higher up than, you know, minus 175 uh, unless the team falls in love with like, you know, a, a specific running back for whatever reason, whether they don't think Brees Hall can offer, you know, sort of upside in that particular category that uh, any uh, that particular player can. Uh, I think Brees Hall just makes way too much sense. So minus 175, mm-hmm. I know it's a little bit chalky going with some, you know, heavy, uh, you know, favorites right now, but I do think that is 
Uh, definitely probably two of the best betting opportunities. So I do think Brees Hall minus 175 is is a pretty decent look for, uh, you know, a bet right now on the draft prop as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was one of, I mean, he was Austin runners, like all those guys. He, he was just one of the big winners from the combine, right. especially like his speed, just put his speed aside from anything else. I mean, he was explosive. He looked super, his athleticism was on full display, right? His 40 inch vertical jump was incredible. Um, 10 inch broad jump, everything like that. So it's, do you see him going sneaking into the first round or are you more think now? I didn't think so, but I had no. to ask. Yeah, I, had no. to ask. I think it's going to be mid to late second rounds where we probably okay. see him at, you know, like 50, 50th okay. or so pick or something like that. But yeah, I think finally teams are going to, you know, not go with a with a running back in the first round. So that's, that's my prediction as well. No, no running backs are going to get selected in the first round of the 2022 NFL draft. So bet on that guys, bet, bet on, that. Bet on that. We will be able to bet on that here soon enough. I think soon. So, I know those will be the fun ones. Those will right. be the fun ones. Well, the last one is this one. And this is the best one though. The first wide receiver selected in the NFL draft. And that is the most probably wide open, like multi-way multi-way market being offered for the draft right now. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, Garrett Wilson's kind of moved in. I think he's like plus 100 now, yeah. was plus 125 yesterday. So, market definitely likes him. I do think a lot of people like his combine performance. I don't know. This is a spot where I kind of want to roll the dice because uh, we've seen uh, in years past uh, the, the speed, the speed demon slash guy and mm-hmm. the deep threat sort of capability uh, kind of seems to win out in a lot of situations. I know he's hurt right now, uh, but I don't think there's a player more explosive at the wide receiver position than Jameson Williams. So, Given the fact that he still has an ACL tear uh, and isn't going to be working out, uh, obviously he's keeping his price down a little bit. But there, there could be one, uh, one or two teams fall in love with him, and I do think that could maybe see him just be a little bit overdrafted uh, before some of these other guys maybe fall in that you know twelve to fourteen pick range. So at plus okay. one thousand, plus one nine hundred, plus eight hundred, uh, I don't mind a, a little sprinkle on Jamison Williams, kind of rolling the dice a little bit. Uh, but I think, I think it makes sense given his athletic profile, I would say. You so. know, who's been getting love today is uh, Drake London yeah. from USC. He's always he's been, getting love. He's, he's always, always getting, getting love. But now with, I mean, I think um, it was Steve said it best. And he was like, the commanders just absolutely need to try and build around right. Carson Wentz. So he's, so he's, he was, he was big on that. He's, he's saying that, you know, Terry McLaurin, which is kind of, again, crazy to think about that. This is probably the best quarterback that Terry McLaurin is playing with. Disaster. Think about, think about that, <laughs> that Terry, he said, he, I mean, I, I was getting quotes from him and he was like, Terry McLaurin has the opportunity to, you know, explode. And I'm like, wow. Oh my God. Well, it's because Carson Steve is, is a closet Carson Wentz fan. It sounds he's like. the that's best crazy. quarterback he's played with. Yeah. That's so I mean, sad. that's, that's, that's disrespectful. It's disrespectful to the half that, the, that he had Ryan Fitzpatrick, I would say for sure. That's but that true. was, that was only I like mean, one half of one game. Yeah, not even, so. not even. It, so he does like Drake London. So that I, I just right. wanted to get your thoughts. If you're maybe looking at him, I don't know what his odds are. Or so he's at like plus that. 150. So he's the okay. second most likely basically second, outside that's of what Garrett I Wilson's. But okay. I don't know, like the big body, uh, not necessarily like possession type receiver, but more mm-hmm. of like the, you know, the, the, the jumping capability of receiver or whatever downfield. Uh, I just don't mm-hmm. think the league gets as excited about those guys that need to win in the contested catch situations uh, more so than the guys that can separate relatively quickly. So that's, that's my reasoning for maybe not okay. uh, having him be, uh, you know, the first, the first wide receiver wow, selected. He is but massive. He is massive. Six, wide, five, two, wide ten. Catch frame, right. I think he, I, I, I didn't see what, if he actually jumped oh at, 
did he actually didn't do uh, the vertical jump, but I do think no. that he could potentially break the combine record of like 45 inches or something. So wow. he can get up there. He can get up there. No okay. doubt about that. But uh, that, that hasn't necessarily been the profile that's, that's been the first wide receiver selected here in the past few years. And it's mm-hmm. not necessarily where teams I think are gravitating towards. So that's the reason why I don't think he is uh, the correct bet, especially being the second most second shortest odds uh, in the current market. So I don't know. I'm, I'm rolling the dice with maybe one of these other guys, I think right now, unless something drastic, uh, changes the outlook here and we get information here relatively soon. So, yeah, I mean, Drake London, he's 11 on PFF's big board. Garrett Wilson's 12, you know, so it's not, it's kind of give or take there. I like it. All right. Give me, give me your thoughts. What's going to happen. You know, what news are we going to be interrupted with this weekend? This Kirk, week? Cousins, Kirk Cousins is traded to the Indianapolis Colts is the, Ooh. is the hope and prayer basically. Cause I want to, I want to be on the same level as the Seattle Seahawks fans. I want to bottom <laughs> out uh, Minnesota want you know, Kwasi Adufa Manza to have a complete clean slate uh, and, and go through the rebuild correctly here. So Kirk Cousins to Indianapolis just makes too much sense. Get, get even more, decent quarterback play over to the AFC and, 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 and out of the NFC. I think just, it's just, it's too fitting right now. I would say lock so, it in. We'll be, we can in. be in pain together. Lock it in. We Hasn't can, that we already can come for you though? Like I haven't, you already I mean, the last 35 enough. years of my life have been pain. So I'm ready for like <laughs> I'm you saying. Know, a newfound kind of pain that hopefully cuts Perfect. deep. I don't know what it is. So. Oh, it's awful. I'll let you know. I'll, I'll message right. you when it happens. I feel like you'll right. be more excited for that. I though, will be. I'll happening. be, yeah. I'll be like more ecstatic than I've been in the last, like probably five years or something. So. I love it. I love it. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening to us. Go lock in uh, those NFL draft props. We will be back with you next week and have a great weekend.